was the last time you moved homes? Just packed up all your things and took them to a totally new place and then started unpacking. You unpacked memories and keepsakes and heartbreaks and odds are you finished unpacking and said the words, I never want to do that again. But the Zen game unpacking actually made me retract that statement. What can we learn from unpacking the life of someone else? Can taking things out of boxes one thing at a time help us to learn more about ourselves in the process? And is it really true that everything happens for a reason? Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith games, and this is supposed to be a GameCube, the device that literally raised me. You Gen Zers that don't know what this is, you're breaking my heart, Alfredo. I'm Nerd Pastor Nate, and if you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, with that, we're going to be beginning with our scripture as always. I'm going to be reading from the Epistle of Romans, chapter 8, verses 18 through 25. I'm going to be reading from the NRSV. That's my preferred translation. It's what's going to be on the screen. If you have a translation that you prefer, feel free to use that as well. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it. In hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see... We wait for it with patience. So first off, what in the world is Unpacking? Well, Unpacking is a new Zen puzzle game that is particularly about the familiar experience of pulling possessions out of boxes and then putting them into a new home. It was developed by Witchbeam and published by Humble Games. It is part Tetris-esque puzzle thing and part Happy Home Designer, and in it the player is invited to create a satisfying living space while learning clues about the life that they are unpacking. Over the course of eight house moves, the player is given a chance to experience a sense of intimacy with a character that they never get to actually see, and they get to discover a story that they never actually get told. It is a game that earns the title of a story-rich game on Steam, even though it doesn't contain a single line of dialogue, only having eight short sentences contained in the diary picture you get once you complete each individual house. All in all, this game is actually a short game, so I would encourage you to take the time and play it for yourself. Experience the moving nature of the story. Moving nature, that's that's funny. But this video is definitely going to have some mild spoilers for things that you're going to find in this game, so little spoiler alert. The game starts innocently enough with a move to maybe your first childhood home in 1997, unpacking little stuffies and Game Boys and all that good stuff. Then we skip forward to your first dorm in 2004. We bring in a kitchen and actual adult responsibilities. Ugh. Then the next move is in 2007, which it took me a while to determine was moving into a shared apartment with some girlfriends. This was the first time I couldn't actually move things because they weren't mind to move and that was kind of a reality check if I'm being honest. Then we skip to 2010 with our first boyfriend and let me go ahead and tell you he is a piece of work too cool for school and definitely not on par with our standards. I'm still not okay with him making me put my laptop and Wacom tablet under the bed. Whew. Amazed that it took two years to break up. Speaking of the breakup we actually wound up moving back into our childhood room in 2012 
after we moved out of our ex-boyfriend's suite, and then eventually we move into our real big girl apartment in 2013 after we finally raise enough cold hard cash for a down payment on our place, and this was probably my favorite chapter. We finally have a space for all of our things. We have a desk for all of our creative stuff. I remember this feeling in my real life, and let me just tell you, for those of you that haven't gotten to this place yet, it is it's just the best. It's the absolute best. In 2015, we wind up moving in our new partner to our own apartment, and this is just perfect. Everything matches up perfectly. They are just right for us. It feels nice to find someone that knows you and fits just right, and they do fit just right because finally we make our last move in 2018, and if you're anything like me, then your eyes just filled up with tears as you scrolled through the available rooms, and then you see that doggone crib in one of them. Man, it just... Just got me. It got me. It got me good. This game did it. We end our story happily in love and creating a family. <sighs> Man, I mean, that is brutal. Talk about a literal whirlwind of a life in like three hours of gameplay. That's exhausting. So here's the thing, right? Aside from the story that we were actually able to glean from the actual places that we just talked about, we also get a story told to us from the things that we bring with us along the way. This character that we're playing as loves video games and art and action figures and stuffed animals and D&D and cosplay. We get this whole story from the very belongings of this person. And it is amazing what you can learn about somebody from their stuff. As I journeyed through the life of this person, I couldn't help but wonder, what's my stuff? What moments and highlights would I have had? What hurt? What helped? What stayed? What left? It sends shivers down my spine just thinking about it right here and now. Being a pastor's kid, moving from house to house, and my parents' divorce, my college apartments, my first home with my wife, my first home with our daughter, literally putting a nursery together right now for our second child, it's enough to rip you apart inside, dude. It's just, oh, it's just good. So what do we do with that? How can we work with these memories and the feelings that we get from them? Well, that actually brings us to our scripture for today. It's from the book of Romans, which was the Christianity 101 letter that Paul sent to the people of Rome when he wasn't sure if he'd ever actually make it there personally. So he doesn't have any rapport with these people. He's laying the foundational work of ministry that needs to be done. This whole section of chapter 8 is rather infamous for some pretty gnarly misattribution, but the real crux of the argument presented by Paul is how we should live life once we accept Christ and thus accept the Holy Spirit living and being through us in our baptism. Once we reach that moment, what do we do next? This chunk in particular is acknowledging a pretty crucial bit of bad theology. Should we expect that bad things stop happening once we accept Jesus? No. Full stop. Bad stuff still happens. In the video. Okay, not really. While bad stuff happens, something does change when we accept Jesus, so we can't just end the video here. The present sufferings, the things that we're dealing with right now, they're unavoidable. They're going to happen. We live in a broken world with broken people. That's just reality. But that reality doesn't have to win out over the truth of what is to come, what is in the future for us as Christians. This actually kind of sets us up really nicely for this current season of the church that we're in. Did you know that the church had seasons? We're actually in our second week of this season called Advent. Advent is the first season of the new year of the Christian calendar. So happy new year, I guess. And Advent essentially means anticipation, or as Tim Curry would say it, anticipation. The season of Advent is this gap of time that we have leading up to Christmas where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Yes, you heard me correctly. There is actually a time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, turn that Christmas music off, heathen. 
in all seriousness, Advent is this time of anticipation, but Jesus was already born, right? So why are we anticipating something that has already happened? Well, if you know your biblical narrative of the gospel, Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, buried, and then risen on the third day. He ascended up into heaven, sits at the throne of God. But then there's another line, from there he shall return to judge the living and the dead. So Jesus isn't done yet. We're still in this time of anticipation. We're still in the act of anticipating the Christ who will return. It's the now and the not yet, a reflection of the anticipation of the birth of Jesus and a reminder that Jesus will come again. Advent is a both and that focuses on the time of anticipation for a savior in the form of Jesus Christ. So what on earth does this have to do with Paul and unpacking? Well, remember that whole thing about suffering, but still knowing that greater glory awaits us? Well, it does. We see it in both instances. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that the breakup didn't go well for this main character in unpacking. I'm going to bet that hurt. I'm going to bet that really sucked. And then moving back into your childhood room, leaving a ton of stuff packed up because you didn't have room in that space, that's rough. It can feel like a trap. Have you ever felt trapped before? I saw this image online as I was writing this sermon. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's incredibly easy to be stuck in this place of unease, to hurt, to not be going anywhere in particular, just to be stagnant. For the main character, they have to wait literal years between these changes. But for us, oh, we only have to wait a few minutes of organization and then we get to move forward with our lives in the game. That's only possible in a game like this. Or it's also possible when we reflect on the life we've lived so far. And overall, that's what it really is. Life are these moments that we hold close, these memories that we take with us, and the things, the stuff that we literally hold on to. Look at all this stuff behind me. This all has memories attributed to it. Looking back on the past, we may not remember how we felt during those times, but I guarantee that whenever I was suffering through my parents divorcing, I, I wasn't thinking of my daughter's future smile, but I was going to get that someday. Do you see how that's not predetermined or predestination? Everything didn't happen for a reason, but everything happened and I found my reasons. I don't thank God for those awful times. I thank God for being with me and bringing me through those times into these times, into the better times. I thank God that there is a future for me. Each new day is an absolute gift because it has the possibility to be better than the last one. And so we press on, knowing that the future glory is better than the present suffering. It just is. It doesn't mean we won't have bad days. It doesn't mean all the bad stuff is behind us. But by the grace of God, I will experience even better things than the giggle fits that my daughter has whenever I'm being silly. The word that describes this feeling of anticipation is also the word that we ponder on during this first week of Advent. Hope. The same hope that Paul mentions in the scripture and the same that the main character in unpacking needed to keep pressing onward. Hope for the future. Hope for something better. Hope for something presently unseen. And that is one of the key points that Paul keeps pointing out. Hope can't be in something seen because then it's not hope. It's just obedience with a little bit of patience mixed in. Hope is not knowing how we'll ever enter into our own apartment and then having our first child six years from then. Six years ago, I was graduating undergrad. So yeah, like that's incredibly relatable. Life moves so fast in retrospect, but incredibly slowly when you're actually living it. So looking back on it, it's amazing what was in store for future me, current me, past me's 
future me, this me. You get the idea. So even on those tough days in undergrad, I had the underlying hope that the future would be holding some incredible things in store. And so I kept pressing on. I didn't know that I was going to end up here planning a church for nerds, decent gamers. I had no idea whenever I was undergrad that this would be what my future held for me. But I kept pressing forward anyway, not because everything happens for a reason, but because everything happens. And so I need to react somehow. And so I'll react in kind and move forward with a hopeful anticipation of better things in store. So what does this actually mean for us today? Well, wherever you are, whatever stage of life you're in, the truth of the gospel and the game unpacking point towards a future that is coming, like it or not. So rather than have some passive reaction, let's treat life like we treat this season of Advent with hopeful anticipation. Don't just sit there and let life happen. Experience it. Make the most of it. Shape it. Form it. Instruct it. Make this life yours. Put that GameCube in the kitchen if you genuinely don't know what it is. Put that laptop right on top of your boyfriend's protein powder. Do things. Live life. Embrace the future with hope and with anticipation. And I'd go so far as to invite you to do that with us here at Checkpoint Church. This past year and a half with these people have been some of the most incredible moments. And I would love to have you join us and do some unpacking right alongside us. Good or bad, painful or pleasant memories, doesn't matter what baggage or blessings you bring, we are here for the you that you are, right here, right now. And if you genuinely don't know what a GameCube is, please allow me to welcome you to the greatest console generation of all time. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. We so appreciate you taking time out of your day to watch these videos and to go into these nerdy deep dives every single week. Remember, if you want more of anything that we're doing here at Checkpoint Church, we are streaming Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays over on Twitch. And we are on our Discord every single day of the week, just engaging with each other, having conversations, having questions of the day. All sorts of stuff is going on there all the time. So be sure to join that. I'll link both of those. One extra thing that I'm going to link this time, we actually made a video game, like a legit video game for Advent. And so if you want to download that game, it's absolutely free. The second, uh, let's see, the third episode comes out today. Wow, that is crazy. So if you want to download the first three episodes of this game with the finale coming out next week, be sure to go ahead and get in on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link that down below as well. Uh, quick question for you. How do you typically pack and unpack during a move? Are you heavily organized or do you just kind of throw things in haphazardly? Me personally, I'm, I'm very very organized. If you don't know me from our streams or anything like that, I am almost, I'm downright neurotic about things like that. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm absolutely organized. With that, we're going to end this video like we do all of our videos with three things we believe to be true about every single one of you watching this video. Whether you believe in God, don't believe in God, enjoyed this video, whether you're clicking that dislike button right this very second, no matter what, we believe these three things to be true about every single one of you watching this at any point in time. Number one, we believe that God loves you, like really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. And number three, we believe that you matter. You're a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, with that, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Sunday, and I look forward to seeing you back here, same place, same time, for another nerdy sermon next week, or maybe on our Twitch or on our Discord. I don't know. Who could say? Anyway, until then, folks, bye-bye! You don't eat the outside. I'm not I talking about the outside of the pineapple. I'm talking about, like, the edge. I got one. I got one. I got Sometimes one. if you don't cut the pineapple properly, you get a little too close to the edge, and it tastes a little bit like a Lego. That's all that I'm suggesting. A Lego? What kind of pineapples Ooh. are you eating? A little bit like a Lego. <laughs> Why are you tasting Legos in the first You guys school? have never chewed on a Lego. Give me a break. No. You've chewed on a Lego. Everyone <laughs> has chewed on a Lego. Everyone on planet Earth has chewed on a Lego once. I know how that tastes. Yes, you're look, you're working on a you're working on a project. A piece gets stuck. You can't get it off with your fingers, so you bite it off with your teeth. And then while you're waiting, that's what they're 
Lego removal tool is for? Yes. No. What if we don't have one. I have a built-in. I have a built-in Lego removal tool, and it's called my teeth. 